0: Ready, set, stimulate. Let's get the small talk. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 48 of Let's Get the Small Talk. Today is going to be a very special episode. And you know why? Because Valentine's Day is approaching. Now, I know for some, Valentine's Day is just another day because you should love your wife, husband, significant other, partner, each and every day, all 365. And that's right. I agree with that. And I know for others, it's a special day. Why not just take a day out to highlight you guys love? And I agree with that as well. So today we'll be discussing everything in regards to Valentine's Day. There's some cool things that I found out that I'm looking forward to sharing with you. You ever wondered why do we do certain things or where some things come from, where they originate from? Well, That's what we're going to be talking about today in regards to Valentine's Day. All right. With that being said, before we dive deep into all the cool stuff that I found out, let's talk about the podcast. Hey, if you enjoy Let's Skip the Small Talk and you would like Let's Skip the Small Talk to continue growing, then by all means, keep doing what you've been doing. Please. Continue sending this episode link to one person in your phone. Just text it to them. If they want to know some cool things about Valentine's Day, send it right their way. I deeply appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Remember, I can't do this without you. We're all in this together. One team, one dream. Okay. And like I stated before, let's skip the small talk is built on three pillars. The foundation here for the podcast is motivation intrigue, and growth. So expect one, two, or all three of those things in each and every episode. And with that being said, let's jump into our first segment. Let's get motivated with score. Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. To all my goal seekers out there and everybody listening, you know what today is. You know what today is. It's Finish Strong Friday. That's right. Finish Strong Friday. Before you guys set out to enjoy your lovely weekend, I want you to make sure that you checked everything off on your checklist. Before you kick back, relax, unwind with a glass of wine, and share the company of your loved one. Just make sure you did everything you were supposed to do because we start to finish. We do not start to stop. Once again, it's Finish Strong Friday. We start to finish. We do not start to stop. All right. If you did everything you were supposed to do, then enjoy your weekend. You deserve it. Have fun. All right. Let's jump into our main topic here. Once again, this episode is titled From St. Valentine's to Hallmark. We're going to be talking about Valentine's Day. And one of the first things I wanted to kick it off with is, hey, you know, I was asking myself this the other day. Where did Valentine's Day originate from? I mean, I've been celebrating Valentine's Day since I don't know how long, since I was a kid, you know, kindergarten, preschool, third grade, all throughout up to high school till till present day. So I'm asking myself, well, where did this all start? Well, there's multiple theories of where Valentine's Day originated from. Well, one of the theories that I have here that seems maybe plausible is while the Roman Empire, Claudius II, was trying to bolster his army, he forbade young men to marry because apparently single men make better soldiers. In the spirit of love, St. Valentine defied the ban and performed secret marriages. For his disobedience, Valentine was executed uh, on February 14th. That is one theory. There's another theory, which I'm not too fond of, so I'm not going to uh, repeat it here on my platform. But you can check it out for yourself what they allege the other theory might be about the origin of Valentine's Day. Okay. As you know, guys, who do we always see when Valentine's Day arrives? That's right. He's lurking. He's flying around with his little wings and his chubby body. Cupid. Where in the hell did Cupid come from? Where? I tell you where. Well, where they say he came from. The chubby baby with wings... And a bow and arrow that we call Cupid has been associated with Valentine's Day for centuries. However, before he was renamed Cupid, he was known to the ancient Greeks as Eros, the god of love. Who out there likes Greek mythology? I do. It's mighty interesting. Now, Eros, once again, the god of love, he was the son of of the Greek goddess Aphrodite. Now, they say Eros, before he was named Cupid, they say he would use two sets of arrows, one for love and another for hate, to play with the emotions of his targets. It wasn't until stories of his mischief were told by Romans that he adopted the childlike appearance that we recognize today as Cupid. Wow, he was just playing one too many games. <laughs> now, have you ever wondered why do we refer to our loved ones as our Valentines on this day? Well, you already know half the answer because from the alleged Origin of it, St. Valentine, the guy. But allegedly, when St. Valentine was in prison, because remember, he forbade the emperor when he was supposed to be in the army, but he was doing secret marriages and all that good stuff. Allegedly, from prison, he wrote a letter and he signed it, From Your Valentine. And allegedly, that signature caught on. And that's why we here today, will you be my valentine? And that's why people sign their cards from your valentine. So that that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, guys. When it comes to Valentine's Day, what is one thing? One thing that is always associated with this day of love. Something we eat. That's right. You guessed it, chocolate. Well, Would you believe that majority of the chocolate that is consumed on Valentine's Day is probably from one state on the West Coast? Can anybody guess what state that might be? Come on. Come on. Obviously, when you think of the West Coast, you primarily think of one state first, which is, you guessed it, California. California has 137 chocolate makers and they say that's where majority of the chocolate may be coming from. And in second place is Pennsylvania. They have 119 chocolate makers. Now, since we're talking about chocolate, what chocolate do you enjoy? When you open up that box of assorted chocolates, what do you enjoy? Me personally, I like a bit of a crunch, a little bit of a bite when I chew into my chocolate. I love chocolate with almonds. That's pretty much my favorite. Sometimes I like it with pecans or walnuts. But man, it's nothing like chocolate-covered almonds. But they say the most popular flavored chocolate in the chocolate box is, drumroll please, Caramel. Caramel is number one, followed by chocolate covered nuts. Hey! And followed by chocolate filled, then followed by cream field, then followed by coconut. Alright. And another thing that's associated with Valentine's Day. And you know, I heard I heard people saying this all week. You know, I don't like when people buy me flowers because they die in a couple of days. And for some people, they're like, hey, but they're so beautiful. And it's just the thought. It's the act. And some people are like, no, 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 no. Give me something that will last, please. Not flowers. Well, believe it or not, even for all the women out there that are opposed to flowers on Valentine's Day, it is actually the biggest day for florists. Valentine's Day, as you can imagine, is the biggest day for florists. And I just wanted to let you know the other days. Christmas. Christmas is number two. Mother's Day is number three. And then Thanksgiving. I for sure thought Mother's Day would have beat Christmas. But I guess not. Christmas is pretty strong. All right. Now that we talked about chocolates and we talked about flowers, can we talk about what else Happens a lot on Valentine's Day, gift-wise. Can we talk about the bling-bling, anyone? Yes, the jewelry. As you can imagine, on February 14th, jewelry is the number one gift. So much so that in 2020, $5.8 billion was spent on jewelry. Wow. $5.8 billion. And then after jewelry was clothing, candy, then flowers. Jewelry is the number one. Who out there is getting some jewelry as a gift this year? Well, since we're talking about jewelry It's only right that we discuss maybe the most popular jewelry that's being received on Valentine's Day. That's right, engagement rings. So I want to tell you something really cool about this. What if I told you right now, what if I told you that Valentine's Day was actually the fifth most popular day to get engaged. Valentine's Day is the fifth most popular day for proposals. And you're like, hold on. A day that's centered around love is the fifth most popular day to get engaged? Huh. Well, what do you guys think is number one? That's right. You guessed it. Christmas Day is the most popular day for people to get engaged. Shout out to my brother Malcolm. He actually proposed on Christmas Day. Number two is Christmas Eve. Number three is New Year's Day. Hey, people want to kick off the new year the right way. Number four is the Sunday before Christmas Eve. You know, I guess before you get around your family, you want to go ahead and show that you two are now serious. And then number five is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is the fifth most popular day to get engaged. And to round it all up for you guys, would you believe that nearly 40% of all engagements occur between November and February? Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day. 40%. Wow. That's, that's pretty intriguing. That's pretty cool. Let's see who's going to be getting engaged this Valentine's Day. Okay. Can you guys guess? Who gets the most Valentine's Day cards? Come on. That's right. You guessed it. Teachers. Who remembers getting their teacher a Valentine's Day card back in the day? Of course, you get like the 24 pack of cards for your whole class. And do you always write one for the teacher? Well, that's how they actually became number one. I mean, if you have 18, 22 students in your class, you're 18, 22 cards. Hey, that's going to add up. Teachers do receive the most Valentine's Day cards. Then it's followed by Children obviously because they're all exchanging in the same classroom, then mothers, wives, and pets. That's right, pets. Would you believe that around 27.6 million American households gave Valentine's Day presents to their pets last year? Wow, that's, I don't have a pet, but I know, Pets are family members to many, many people who have them. So I understand. I understand. Could you believe that that amounted to approximately $751.3 million on gifts for their pets on Valentine's Day? Wow. Talk about showing the love. All right, guys. Let's talk about the color red. As you know, red is very synonymous with love. You know, there's the red heart, there's red roses. It's a very popular color on Valentine's Day. But let's talk about why. The color red has connotations of passion and sexuality. And it turns out science can actually back up those ideas. Psychologists found that men find women wearing red Or standing in front of a red background to be significantly more attractive and sexually desirable than women wearing different colors. Something about the color red. And hey, it doesn't stop there. The study also concludes that women have the same views of men who are wearing that color red. So hey, guys. You're going out this weekend or if you're staying in, some people are staying in, some people going out. Whatever you decide to do, put some red on. Let's see if it's favorable like they say it is. All right. And as we conclude our Valentine's Day talk here, this is fun, guys. Would you believe that three out of 10 adults do not celebrate Valentine's Day? It's a whopping 30 percent. You know. Whether you celebrate Valentine's Day or not, whatever you decide to do this weekend or on Sunday, just enjoy yourself, you know, make it yours. All right. You don't have to do what other people are doing. You don't have to feel pressured. You don't have to feel left out. Whatever you feel comfortable doing, whether it's staying at home coloring up, watching a movie, whether it's just going on as your business, like it's a regular Sunday, or whether it's going out to a nice two $300 dinner, staying a night in a hotel, a bottle of Moet champagne. Hey, whatever you want to do, I hope you enjoy yourself. Have fun. With that being said, let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, Each and every episode, I recommend something for you to read, something for you to watch and something for you to do. Well, with it being Valentine's Day, what I recommend that you watch is the movie Queen and Slim. This is a very good movie. If you're looking for something that's intriguing, a romance, a love story and some action, This is the movie to watch this weekend. Absolutely. Queen and Slim. You know, it starts off with the couples on their first date. It's their first time meeting each other. And the guy is taking the lady home. And after getting pulled over by a police officer, things quickly go awry. And these two people, these two strangers, are now stuck together. As they travel across the country, trying to find a way to remain alive, let alone free. Once again, it's Queen and Slim. Very good movie. Really enjoyed it. You have to watch it all the way up to the last second of the movie. It's just that intriguing. But check it out. Queen and Slim. Okay. Now for something to read. What I recommend that you read is a novel from Jasmine Gilroy titled Party for Two. This is one of the books that Alicia and I read over the quarantine. And it's a pretty good book. It is a love story. And here's what it's about. Olivia is a lawyer who moves to L.A. She is there to start her own law firm. One night in the hotel that she's staying in until her house is ready, she meets this this guy at the bar. You know, good looking fella. He's making a laugh. And next thing you know, they hit it off. But little does she know, well, she soon finds out when she turns on the television. The guy she just met is the senator of the state of California. So as you know, one thing leads to another. And they start to date and spend time with each other. And you know what happens when those things occur? They begin to fall for each other. But here's the thing. There is something in Olivia's past that occurred that she's not too proud of. And she's afraid, with her being known as the senator's girlfriend, that her past may be brought to the spotlight. And that begins to cause some friction Within the newfound relationship. You guys have to check it out and see if Olivia and Max makes it through the criticism. Or if their relationship falters because when everybody puts their two cents in, things begin to get a little heavy. You guys have to check it out yourself. Once again, by Jasmine Gilroy, Party for Two. It's a good book. All right. Now for something to do. What I want you to do is what I stated earlier. I want you to enjoy this weekend the way you want to enjoy it. I want you to have fun. Have fun with your loved one. Do whatever you guys like. No pressure. Enjoy each other. That's it. I want you to enjoy each other's company. All right. Before you leave, if you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to support it, then by all means, please do so by simply texting this episode link to one person in your phone. Just one person. It goes a long way. It has been going a long way. Thank you so much. I deeply appreciate it. In advance, before you leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Love has no limits which is why we fall impulsively into the depths of our feelings. Thank you.